0: Hey everybody, good evening. Welcome to the show. My name is Charlotte. I am going to be your host for the next, excuse me, for the next hour or so. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you think you have something going on in your home and you need help, we can get to you. It may take us a couple hours. California is a huge state, but uh, we can definitely help you. And if we can't personally do it, we have people on staff who can do that kind of type of work remotely. Anyway, happy Tuesday. We're just getting the week started, but uh, we're on a roll, right? We're enjoying it. The weather's been real pretty. So, that being said, we've got a great guest for you tonight. M.G. Stevens grew up surrounded by ghosts. And I'm going to, like as usual, I'm going to let her tell her story because her story is absolutely fascinating. Because she, you know, you'll see. But anyway, um, if you're watching from Facebook tonight and you like what you see and you haven't done so already, please hit that like button and uh, please hit that follow button. We're always looking for followers. If you're watching from YouTube, same thing, you know, hit that like button and hit that subscribe button. And the subscribe button can be found in the bottom right hand corner over here. It's that little ghost with the magnifying glass, the Sherlock Holmes hat on. Click on that, and that subscribe button will come up. We have over 520 videos sitting over there, all different topics, and I think there's uh, something in there for everybody that will fascinate you. Because I don't always focus on paranormal. I also fo- just focus on other stuff. I'm a journalist, so I like to bring news to you guys, too. You know, happening stuff, happening news. So I'm sure you'll find something that you like over there. That being said, um, if you follow us already and you like the show, please be sure to hit that like button. Okay. All right. So welcome. And uh, we're going to get the show going here in a second. I just want to let you know the other places you can find us. You can find us over at TikTok under California Haunts, all lowercase. You can find me over at um, (laughs) Instagram. I almost forgot. See, it's brain fart. Over on Instagram, I'm Ghosty Gal on Instagram. We're over on Twitter, we're Cal Haunts. I'm trying to remember to make sure I get on. And we're over on Twitch. I think we're Cal Haunts on Twitch, too. And we're California haunts all over Facebook, including my first and last name. All right, so without further ado, I'm going to bring our guest in, and uh, let's get to know her a little bit, and uh, we'll get into the nitty gritty of uh, what's been happening. She has a great book out as well. So here we go. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> you have had a unique life. Yeah. And- just- I grew up in an active house. My house is still active. Mm -hmm. But you have brought up an interesting question as to, you know, is it the house itself or is it me? And you you really had me in deep thought over that this past week. (laughs) Because, I mean, I I, I also have abilities, Mm -hmm. you know, and I could be attracting stuff in off the street and really not know it. And they're following me around. Like, I know people have told me when I go to the cemetery, I've got a conga line following me around. You know so but uh, your story is so unique so if, if you could tell us about you and uh let's hear your story
1: well uh, my name is mg stevens and i am neurodivergent i am autistic with adhd and um i was born and raised in the south and my mother uh was um <clears throat> very very psychic for lack of a better word she's very sensitive and so in the south she um was very a a very well-known psychic in the area that we lived in Mm -hmm. and she um i just remember every night people coming over and I wasn't allowed to be in the room. So I was like peeking around the corner and I remember she, you know, people would just be sitting there and she wouldn't know them from Adam and they would be like, Oh my God, how do you know that? And so I always wondered, you know, as a kid, like what, what is she doing? You know, out there, you know, what is she telling these people? And, um, I really had no idea what was going on. Until one night and, you know, of course, I'm having my own experiences. I'll kind of backtrack to that. But one night, um, well, there was one time when I was six years old and I started having the same reoccurring dream nightmare about my father because he was in law enforcement. So Mm -hmm. I had the same reoccurring nightmare that my father um, was going to get killed. And it was the same nightmare every single night for two weeks. And I swear to you, I really, truly thought, like, my dad's going to die. And I know it. I'm seeing it, you know, foreseeing it. And this was, I was at six, six years old. So here I was just, you know, panic stricken and i wasn't sleep you know i wasn't i couldn't sleep at night and i would you know you stay up all night and i couldn't sleep and i was utterly tormented because i all day long i would sit there and think about this horrible nightmare i was having and then i wouldn't sleep at night so excuse me my my mother and i told no one about this because i thought oh if i tell someone they're gonna think i'm stupid you know so i didn't say anything and here i was this little six year old kid kind of suffering in silence you know i just wasn't saying anything and one night, my mother, so psychic, so sensitive. She, we were just sitting at, I was sitting at one end of the dinner table. She was sitting at the other end. And I was just like, you know, eat my dinner. And all of a I looked at her. and She was just kind of doing one of these. She was looking at me kind of like that. And she said, you've been having dreams of your dad dying. And I was like, oh, crap. And then she then she started t- describing the dream. And it was the, you know, she was like, she she even saw like, I, I kept seeing a tombstone of my father's name with really green grass around it. And she, wow. she, she told me every inch of that dream, like it was her own. And she said, you've been having it every every single night for the last two weeks, you've been having this dream. And I was just stunned. And here I was six years old going, Oh, that's what mom does. <laughs> now I know. Um, so now I got it, you know, it was like, Oh, she must be telling other people this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going way, way back. I can remember having experiences as early as free two years old or so. I was maybe about two or a little younger. Um, and still to this day, I don't know what these experiences were. I've even asked Paul Eno. I've had I've asked all kinds of pi- you know paranormal pioneers. I'm like, what was this one? You know, these two weird experiences that I had where they were literally out of body I guess after traveling something, I don't know. Um, but I remember being a little, a little almost like a blue baby. And I was old enough to hold onto the crib. So I'm standing up in the crib and I'm holding on to the side. And I remember looking up and seeing something, but yet I have a distinct memory of looking down and seeing me as a baby. And that happened twice when I was about almost two, two, three, somewhere around there. And still to this day, I don't know what that was. And I asked Paul Eno, because he's a paranormal pioneer, and I asked him, I said, what was that? And he said, I don't know. It could be in the multiverse you split and and became two two places at once, possibly. And I was like, well, okay, it sounds good. (laughs) I don't know. But um, anyway, that was my first sort of real memory of something that I knew something was weird about my life. You know what I mean? I was, I grew up, you know, growing up as scary as it is, you know, your little kid, you know, and you're, I was in abusive homes and, you know, unsure settings, maybe not the right, you know, my sister, my, my older sister used to take me out with her friends as a toddler and, you know, they were, doing things that I should not have been seeing like drugs and stuff like that. So I've had a kind of a, you know, not so great upbringing Uh at times. And, you know, I remember, you know, kind of not being in some great, not great situations, you know, unsafe situations for a toddler, for God's sakes, you know, so, uh, uh, but I remember just knowing I was different and not knowing How, why, who, what, where, you know what I mean? And when you're autistic and you have ADHD, that's kind of apparent from the beginning. You know, you're different from everyone else. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also had this other side to my life, this other thing where I was really sensitive and I could pick up on people. I knew when someone was sad, even as early as a toddler, I mean, as a little kid and I knew when my parents were sad or angry, upset. I, you know what I mean? I felt everything so strongly, like I was an exposed nerve and I couldn't eat at restaurants. I remember being like as young as four and five years old, just freaking out. Like, I can't stay here. Cause I would be in a Burger King with my dad. And all of a sudden I would start panicking because I could feel all this crazy energy around me. And it was like, get me out of here. I didn't even know, but the thing was, I didn't know what I was feeling. So here I was this exposed nerve, you know, sensitive to everything, feeling everything, and not knowing what I was feeling, thinking I was dying, I was going crazy, you know, when you're a little kid, and you think you're dying, or going crazy, you just you kind of grow up neurotic, you grow up with a really bad anxiety disorder, (laughs) and that's kind of what happened to me, by the time I was 14, I was agoraphobic, I couldn't go anywhere, because I had such bad anxieties, Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the paranormal stuff, I mean, when I started encountering super malevolent energy, I was about two or three years old. And that's when I was kind of at the mercy of whatever was around. If it, if it wasn't good, it picked on me, mm-hmm. you know, and there was a few houses like that.
0: I know as a kid for me um, to kind of compare, you know, circumstances, you know, everything I saw was was shadow. I never saw like bright cheery apparitions. It was always shadow. Like I had bunk beds and and I would look up and and a harm would be trying to reach down from the top of the bunk bed. And it was always a dark shadow Or I'd see things come through my wall and there were shadows.
1: I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You had to go through that. I made it. (laughs) Yeah, you made it (laughs) again. It's like we, we, you know, you and I and, and all the other folks out there that have been through stuff since they were kids. And that's why I started my, my own podcast because you know there's a lot of people out there with paranormal ptsd like us where we're kind of like we don't want you know we're we we're we're, certain situations like we got to keep the 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 closet door closed or open you know and some we got to sleep with the lights on or off
0: we got you know
1: no dangling feet or arms off the bed nope that's where they get you know um i'll just tell you a story about paranormal ptsd so i was uh I lived uh, with my father and his second wife. And they were non-believers. This sort of thing didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I was crazy. What was I saying? You know, I'm I'm a a naughty kid for complaining. But Mm -hmm. in my stepmother's apartment, condo, she shared walls with another apartment. That was always, it's so strange because this one apartment, and I even Google Earth this thing. This one apartment was always vacant. It was always like if someone moved in, they moved out really quickly. Like they weren't, they weren't there more than like a month or so. It was always for sale or always for rent, I noticed. And it just got you, it gave you the creeps because you had to walk up on this particular apartment to get to my stepmom's apartment. And I remember, excuse me. So I remember every time I had to walk past this apartment, you just got this creepy feeling like something was watching you and it just did not like you. And I remember and I could tell you story after story, but this one particular story, as I was there as a two and three year old kid and I'm sleeping out on the pullout couch at night was the worst time I would get utterly tormented. Whatever was there loved to pick on me. And this thing would long. It felt like long, sharp fingernails were like grabbing my feet at night. And so I got the genius idea as a little kid to put socks on my feet, to go to bed with socks on. Because so I thought if I have socks on the foot monster can't get me. Uh-huh. So I was wearing socks to bed thinking, and it kind of did help a little bit, but it, it still, it was still, you know, I was still tormented, but maybe not so much my feet, you know, after I started wearing the socks. So, you know what I mean? It just at that point I wore socks to bed all the time just so that I could get any sleep you know I, I wasn't tormented at all you know i or, or wasn't tormented as much you know but um but yeah i mean i i i tell you know the story where my my first guest on my podcast was terry lovelace and a lot of people know who terry lovelace is and god bless him the poor guy i mean he can't walk through a field and you know, he's in his 70s now he can't right. walk through a field uh he, he an open field um he he has to sleep with some sort of uh, light on, you know what I mean? And, and people, you know, someone who doesn't believe in the paranormal would totally laugh at that and be like, Oh my God, grow up. But people who like us, oh, like you and I and all the other folks out there that have experienced, experienced this, this, you know, type of phenomena, we have a paranormal PTSD and you know, he, he has that as well.
0: I admit it. I mean, actually I've got the lights on. I've got the TV on cause I don't want to hear, Any of the voices or the mumbling or anything like that. So, I mean, yeah, it's constant. I've always been been afraid of the dark since I was a kid. I just,
1: it's just how I am. Well, that's where the shadows hide. You know what I mean? That's where the, the malevolent, whatever, you know, demons, ghosts, whatever spirits. I mean, that's where they hide. They hide in the darkness. And, you know, us in our 40s, 50s, however old we are, you know, out there, we, uh, you know we we know better than to turn off the lights completely at night because that's you know that's when the monsters come out
0: yeah absolutely now um when you talk about what you experienced when when did you start to realize that you had or or, or you were attractive to these things or vice versa <sighs>
1: um I would say probably around 12 13. 14, 15 years old, I started to dawn on me because, you know, my, hair, my mom had always been, even though she was now at this point in my life, she was now a Christian. Mm-hmm. She was always, and she was never like super fundamentalist Christian. Cause she always, she always knew that she was sensitive. She always knew that she had this ability. And so in seeing her with her, with this ability, that ability started to come up in me more now that I'm older and I'm starting to recognize it. And I'm starting to understand it better. Right, right. But as a kid, it scared the crap out of me because, you know, you're seeing, you're seeing things, you're feeling things, you know, it, it's, you know, you're being attacked by things. I was attacked by all kinds of stuff as a kid. Um, and my, you know, my mom was starting to flow in what the, what Christians call prophecy, you know, prophets. So here she was, praying for people. And then she would get words and she would start telling people, this is going to happen. This has been happening, blah, blah, blah. And then that kind of stirred up in me. And then I started to realize, cause I was never really a very comfortable Christian. I was very like a reluctant Christian. I never really wanted to be in this sort of, you know, religious uh structured religious thing, you know? And so as I got older, I started to realize as a mom, you know, this is this is not a Christian thing. This isn't a devil thing. Cause the Christians would, would, you know, get on her case about stuff. And she's like, but I'm not trying to read people's mind. You know, I'm, I'm not doing this other's new age stuff. And so they were constantly beating her up. So, you know, I had to constantly tell her, look, this is something that is just in us. It, it, it's, it's, it's how we're wired. You know what I mean? You and I have an antenna up all the time. Now we could be, Christian, Buddhist, Jewish, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what religion we are, what, what our spiritual, you know, belief systems are. Mm-hmm. You and I have an antenna for some reason. Like I just, I started to kind of clue in then. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's around that time is when I'm especially about 15 years old was when I was like, Oh, I'm sensitive. And then I started to realize, Oh, I'm psychic for lack of a better word. And I started to know things about people and I started to pay attention to those things you know, I started to realize like, oh, wow, I know things about people, you know. And I started cluing in that I was a medium as well because I was like, oh, all those, uh, you know, all those uh, dead people that I've been like sensing and picking up on. Oh, OK, I get it. I Now I'm a. I'm a that's, they call it a medium. OK, you know what I mean? So I started to right. clue in
0: around there. Digressing a little bit, I can't imagine being as little as you were. living in in, in an apartment i mean my god you know there's just so much energy in apartments coming from different people have you know it is a thing guys you guys have to remember this when you go to the shopping mall people usually may have two two and three dead loved ones with them at the shopping mall you know as they're walking around so imagine living in an apartment and, and and they're all over and you don't know where they're coming from that's why the hardest thing for us to do as a paranormal team is when somebody lives in an apartment, and they say, "Oh, I've got activity," and then then we have to go in and figure it out because it's so difficult because it could be anybody in the apartment, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I could I, I can just imagine what 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 you went through as as, as as a little kid. Every single
1: I moved around quite a bit as a kid, mm-hmm. and because um, I was you know I lived with my mom, and then because my parents were divorced, so I lived with my mom, and then I lived right. with my dad. And then he got married again and I lived with them. So I lived in lots of different places in every single place I lived in. If there was something, and there usually is, if there was something in that apartment, house, right. whatever, I, I saw, I felt it, uh, had encounters with it. It was, you know, it, 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 just being so sensitive and being a medium you know, you got to realize that other people live there and they bring not, not just relatives, but they also bring nasty crap. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss, but they bring nasty crap there. And you know what I mean? If if they've got weird demon crap on them, you know what I mean? Like demonic stuff, they bring that. And sometimes it it stays in that apartment. Yeah. And then, then here you are, this, you know, sensitive, you know, empathic person, medium, maybe moving into this apartment and whatever's left over that the emotional residue like i can move into a place and i can literally like say if the couple that lived there before that i moved in there say if they were arguing a lot i could pick up on that because that emotional residue is thick in the air it hangs in the air like a fog mm-hmm. and um so i can pick up on that i can pick up on things that they left behind you know um you know good and bad i picked up on all of it
0: now when you talk about a person being haunted, as opposed to ghosts haunting a location, what do you mean by that?
1: It really could be anything. I think. I think um, you could have relatives, good and bad. You know, yeah. you never know. You I mean, you know, you could have someone from a hundred years ago following you around, and maybe they're a relative, maybe they're just a distant relative, and maybe they had some issues, so they're kind of all messed up and they're just kind of like hanging out like, Hey, you know, I'm your long lost, you know, cousin or uncle or something, you know what I mean? or grandparent. And they're just kind of like, Bleh. you know, and they're bringing that kind of not so great energy into your life. Or you could just attract because you got to realize if you're a medium, if you're an empath, you're like a beacon. You're this yeah. bright light to any kind of entity that's hanging around. You know what I mean? You could be walking home and pick up stuff. That's why I'm, I'm really a very strong, um uh advocate for uh cleansings weekly cleansings uh daily cleansings monthly cleansings i don't care what religion what spiritual belief system if not atheist i don't care what you are energy is energy and you can't really argue with that and i was talking to my cousin today and she was like you know i get weird and i get weird like like um gut reactions from people like I get creeps from people I get vibes from them and I mm-hmm. said yeah you're supposed to that's your that's your whatever it is your lizard brain whatever it is you know alerting you I mean now we're not worried about saber tooth tigers because we're not out there you know trying to kill woolly mammoths or anything we're, we're mm-hmm. here dealing with people and the afterlife you know whoever's out there mm-hmm. and we're you know we're I don't know how to say it, but we're, we're, we're like, we're bright lights to these things. Sure. So you can attract whatever you can attract a good thing, a bad thing. I remember one time I had a, a cleansing with a, a Santorian priestess and she does these cleansings often. And she was cleansing me with a coconut and she was, you know, going all around and she was cleansing me. And then she said, she she was like, Oh, like that. And she said, cleanse me. And she got whatever it is off of me. And then later on when I, you know, came out of the room, she, she told me, she said there was like an older lady and a really mean man. And she said, you weren't related to them, but for some reason they were hanging around you. And the old lady, she was talking to the old lady and she said, the old lady thought she was helping you. And she wasn't, she was holding you back. And the mean man, real tall, dark, mean man was hanging around you. And so I got rid of them. And, you know, after that, my, my life kind of was better but you know what i mean um but i I really think that you can just attract anything i mean i don't know if you've ever been walking down the street and then you've got you know some creepy person yelling at you from across you know me so if you can attract weirdos with bodies and that are human living you can attract weirdos in the afterlife i mean (laughs) you know there's weirdos in, in in the afterlife so and you can attract those too so I don't think there's a whole lot of rules there from what right. i've experienced i don't think it's it's just family members that follow you around i think you can attract trash and i think that's why you gotta be really careful and cleanse often um cleanse daily cleanse your space cleanse your your clothes cleanse you know like like when you wash your clothes wash up the, there's like indigo there's like little indigo balls you should walk clean clean like rinse your clothes um mm-hmm. Uh, you can even put like holy water in your in your your wash cycle, you know, mm-hmm. um, and wear whatever it is protective. You don't wear a little bit of sage, you know, in your pocket or you want to wear a crystal or an amulet or, or a cross or a, a whatever it is, you know, something that's blessed, a blessed rosary. I mean, whatever you want to wear that you feel is protecting you do it. (laughs) Don't feel weird. You don't have to tell nobody, put it in your pocket, whatever, but you know, do, do things that are protective and cleansing just for your own sake. You know what I mean? Put things Mm -hmm. by your door that, you know, certain entities can't cross, you know what I mean? Cleanse your space often. I would say probably once a week. If, if, you know, if, if you're busy every other week, at least twice a month. But cleanse your space and cleanse your body, save yourself, uh, you know, whatever you got to do, you know, take a bath, take a salt bath with like holy water and Florida water. I do that often,
0: you know. Now, it's well like you were talking about around 12, 13, you were starting to realize what was going on. Did you at that point ask your mother about it or or, or were you trying to be like self-taught and trying to figure it out yourself? Well, you know, I started talking to my mom. That's when I really started talking
1: to her about it because she was really, really good at what she did still, even as a Christian. And like I said, it had nothing to do with her belief system. Right. She, it was her. She was the conduit. She was the antenna, you know. And so I, you know, a lot of the, the Christians at that time were around in our lives were uh, frenemies in a way. And they were really jealous of my mom's abilities because nobody could read people like my mom. And so they would accuse her of being, Oh, you're, you're asking the devil for help. You know, you're consulting. And my mom was like, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing anything. If she's, I'm praying to God. And then it just comes up because she was that gifted. Right. Um, and she had the, she had the abilities. And, um, so, Anyway, I really started to really talk to her about it because she had so many frenemies around her at that time, making her feel bad for being super sensitive. And I said, no, 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 no. Don't you dare let them do that to you because it does not matter. And I started putting two and two together. I said, mom, you're just as sensitive as a Christian than you were as uh, before you were a Christian. So this mm-hmm. tells me and us, it should it should you know start ringing a bell here that you and I are both antennas, no matter what we believe in. So I started really working on her at that point to hopefully get her to a place where she was not um, a bull. She was not bullied by the people around her. I was trying to get her to see it differently. And um, so around that time was when I started to really clue in that I was sensitive to, it Mm -hmm. wasn't until I was in my early twenties that I started to kind of, Break away from the fundamentalist Christian Christi, Christianity thing and just kind of go off on my own and was more self taught, uh, you know, with witchcraft and, and whatnot.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, let me ask you this too: Growing up, you know, in your teens, now now you're going to go through that mm-hmm. that 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 point where your your body's changing and all that's happening and you know, that's, that's where, you know, the cases that we go out on, that's where a lot of poltergeist activity starts to happen in houses too. Did you go through a period like that where, where, where you might've been causing stuff as well?
1: Uh, yeah. When I first came back, I came back to live with my mom after living with my dad and his abusive wives. I, um, I came back to live with my mom. I was about 14. I just turned 14 and, I had accumulated because I lived in, I lived in war zones. I lived with horribly abusive people. Mm-hmm. And and then I lived in horribly abusive or not um, horribly abusive, you know, people and houses, but I lived in haunted houses as well. So all those places that we lived, we lived in at least four different places and all those places were haunted with something. So mm-hmm. I had God knows what kind of stuff on me right. that I was kind of, you know, bringing to my mom's place. And my mom, again, being really sensitive, kind of started really praying for me. And I remember one time she sensed that I had something on me. And so she prayed for me and I could feel this thing. It was little, it was kind of like a little impish demonic thing. And it was jumping all over and I could feel it on me. And she felt it too. And she was like, she got a, like a towel and she was like, get off her, get off her. She started screaming and she started praying, and then all of a sudden, my mom she was getting so frustrated with the thing, cause it was just jumping all over. She she put her head, her hands on my head, and said, "Get out of her right now!" And this thing, literally, I could feel it come up, and as it came out, like past my mouth and throat, I let out a huge, blood curdling scream. That was not me. I don't scream like like a horror movie scream, but this right. thing, as it was coming out, it went. Ah! And it just, it came out and then it jumped on my, it jumped on my mom's, sorry, my, it jumped on our roommate. So our roommate was standing there praying and it jumped on him. And my mom said, get out of him. So she was, you know, and then we saw it jump. We actually drove the church van and this thing actually got in the church van. So they went out there and prayed on the van (laughs) because it was in the van. We all saw it and it, uh, it eventually, left but yeah that was kind of an interesting night
0: <laughs> when you think about this and, and and what you experienced and what I experienced you kind of think about the movie Poltergeist mm-hmm. because what they what what that what those spirits you know what those ghosts liked was Caroline's energy mm-hmm. that's what drew them because it was an innocent clean energy and I think that's what happens to a lot of people when they're you know when they grow up like we did that's what they're attracted to is that you're like you say that that beacon of real clear clear energy that they that they, they want to feel
1: yeah like i I got that feeling when I was um very very young I was you know like I said I was a toddler when I started to really um experience the energy of my stepmom's condo mm-hmm. and whatever was there was pure evil mm-hmm. and whatever was there it del- delighted in torturing me. Cause I was this, you know, sweet little innocent kid, just kind of, you know, and here I was a medium and had no idea what that was. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know I was attracting things. So here I was just kind of playing with my Barbies and all of a sudden I'd be like, oh, you know, and I could feel this thing coming, like, and get my face. I could feel it. And I was just like, Oh my God. You know, so I would run out of the room. So whatever this thing was just loved to torture me because it was like, Oh, here you are little kid that doesn't know what's going on. Well, I'm going to just torture you. And it delighted in it. I could feel that even as a little kid, I could feel it. I knew whatever this thing is, it's having fun. It, it likes picking on me, you know, and um, I can honestly say I think that's that's a lot of what these uh, malevolent entities are that we all struggle with. You know, as kids, you know, growing up in in an um, in abusive or not abusive homes, but active homes. hmm. I think these things see us and they're like, oh, here's a little kid. I can torture it, you know, and it literally has fun making us think we're crazy and making us, you know, kind of wonder. Cause I mean, you're a little kid and something is whispering in your ear at night and you wake up and there's nothing there. You know, I actually had something physically attack me, but I didn't see anything, but this thing was attack. It was on me. I could feel the weight of it. So yeah. I mean, I think uh, from what my, my experience, at least that these things really, enjoy torturing
0: young sweet innocent kids, you know, because mm-hmm. you can't fight back and they know it, mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing. Um, the other thing I was just thinking while, while you were talking to, um, I lost my thought. That's right. Okay. I'll find it again. It's over there. It's, right. um, <laughs> it's just it's over there somewhere. I do too. <laughs> but while you were talking as well, is that, you know, they, they do pick on this. Now, Oh, I know what I thought of. Now, when you would move from, from place to place, did any of them, Did any of them follow you over to where you were going? I don't know. It was hard to tell
1: because every place had its own energy, right? Um, it could have, but the 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 tormenting was never the same. You know, it was about it was every every house. There was a specific thing that would do certain things, and who knows? Maybe it was the same thing, but I don't. I don't know for my for my case because I know that stuff I will follow you. Sure. I I, I've seen it. I've seen it with other people. Right. Um, but for me, I don't, I don't think so, but I noticed very interestingly, I lived in my stepmom's condo from the ages. Well, I visited until I was about eight years old and I moved in when I was about eight. Right. So I experienced the same kind of torment. It would just had a repertoire of things that it would do every single night. And I remember we moved out when I was almost 10. And I remember I I'd spent some time away because my dad had remarried. So I spent, you know, lived with him and this, you know, new wife. And then when I was about 14, 15, I went back to to the condo, the old condo, to see my stepmom and and you know, kind of, you know, talk, you know, kind of get to get to, you know, reconnect with her again because right. I hadn't seen her in years. And wouldn't you know it, that same whatever it was, spirit, demon thing. I don't know. That same thing was there because I was sleeping on the couch and sure enough, that same whispering in the ear, the same little repertoire of things was happening as I was there, as I was as a 15 year old. So I spent years away. And then I came, you know, living in other places. And then I came back. And as I walked up those stairs, I got that twinge of like, Oh God, you know, I I could feel it going, Oh, you're back. Yay. You know, I can feel it like, it, it, like delighting like oh i get to torture you now again you know like welcome back and so i remember i was sleeping on the couch and this thing did the same crap it did when i was a little kid and i was like wow and i just remember again i google earth it a um, couple months ago and i thought i bet that thing is still there
0: i bet it's still there you know i was thinking too because i also teach um, basic second development classes <clears throat> and one of the main things i teach is teach people how to open and close the door because you know one of the things that I tell them flat out is I say hey it's all fine and dandy once you open that door but it's not going to be the nicey-nicey stuff that's coming through all the time yeah yeah that's true well was that something you you had to learn as a kid or was it something you learned later on
1: I I didn't know I didn't learn much about opening closing doors because again I was clueless till I was you know in my teens and I was like oh because you know what it was interesting I knew I was feeling things and picking up on things but I didn't know what they were until I was in the church believe it or not and then of course in the church they talk about demons and angels and all that stuff and I was like oh that's what it was torturing me all those years you know or something. So I started to learn more about spirituality through the church and then as I got out of that I learned uh, you know and other things you know mm-hmm. but that's what kind of opened my eyes to you know the good and bad of sure. you know things in the spirit realm if you if you will and um, then as far as opening closing doors I mean I, I've told people that about oracles you know mm-hmm. if you're using, anytime you use anything, a pendulum or something like that, always be really careful because the minute you say, Hey, I want to talk to something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's some not so great things hanging around, you know, and those things are just kind of like, I'll talk to you, (laughs) you know, and here you are thinking you're talking to grandma and it's really some, you know, demon from like the fourth level of hell or something, you know, like,
0: (laughs) do you think, um, you know, with your growing up, like you did with your experience, that there there's a balance of good and evil out there that because that, that has to be there for this world to, to exist. So, as far as the spirit realm goes, that you know, for every good, there's at least one for every good spirit, there's at least one, one bad spirit, things like that in the balance. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: d- definitely. I think there's, um, I think just from maybe from my christian upbringing maybe not i don't know but there's definitely good and bad of everything because people like you and i and the other folks out there we've seen the bad stuff we've seen a lot of the bad stuff Mm -hmm. you know and whether or not it's demons or spirits you know whatever you want to call it or whatever it is or was you know yeah i i think that you know there is definitely good and bad out there because people don't realize too that having that dream about grandma tell it, say, you know, I've had friends say I I wasn't living right. I was drinking and drugging and clubbing and, Mm -hmm. you know, not living right. And then my grandfather, who is, you know, a medicine man literally came to me at night and sat on my bed and told me to get my crap together. Mm -hmm. That's the paranormal too. And that's another thing that I want to get through to people. The paranormal isn't always a horror movie. The Mm -hmm. paranormal is Jesus, you know, multiplying the loaves and fishes it's you know jesus rising from the dead it's jesus teleporting it's grandma coming to you in the dream saying don't get on the plane it's going to crash and then it does you know what i mean or it's right. grandpa coming to you sitting on the bed and you're into the you know the end of the bed at night looking at you saying get your crap together <laughs> you know stop what you're doing um you know that the paranormal is praying you know having your your mom or dad or something you know or son or daughter someone passed away that you love and then all of a sudden you ask for a sign and you get it you know what i mean the paranormal right. is a big tree with lots of branches and mm-hmm. it's not always a horror story so i i want to you know con- con- i'm constantly telling people that like you know that right there was the paranormal that that sign that you prayed for and you got from right. grandma well guess what that was the paranormal too so um yeah i mean i think the world the 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 paranormal world, the afterlife, the spiritual realm, whatever you want to call it, whatever name it has, you know, I really think that it's got everything. It's got angels, demons, you know, passed on loved ones or ancestors, you know, Mm -hmm. ancestors are all around, you know.
0: So, um, to digress a little bit, once you started to realize kind of what was going on, how did you control it?
1: It was, not easy because there were times when you there's times when you just can't control it mm-hmm. um i remember one time when my uh second stepmother had gotten hit uh she had gotten in a car accident and i was about 14 i just came to live with my mom and I remember we were standing and this is in my book, but we were I was standing outside and I wasn't trying to feel anything. I, you know, I, I could I didn't really know to control it or not control it. But I, I just was standing there and all of a sudden I got a rush of anxiety and terror and I saw my dad and I saw an ambulance and I was like, oh, my God, mom, you got to call dad. You got to call dad. Mm-hmm. So even though I wasn't trying to feel anything, it still comes through. So I'm a firm believer that sometimes you can control it. You can say, look, not today. I'm dealing with too much or, right. you know, and, and no matter how much you say that, like I, I have done that where I've done Look, I'm not in the mood today to feel nothing, to think of, I don't want I don't want to hear nothing, nothing, go away. And if I'm supposed to feel something, it still comes through. So I don't think you can really control it a hundred percent. Um I think it's almost like a dimmer switch. You know, there's times when you can really try to, you know, like, like when I do medium work and I, I, you know, people ask me to help them with something or their house is haunted or something, you know, I, I can then turn it up all the way to 10 and I can sit there and really kind of like, okay, what's going on? What am I feeling? And then there's other times when I'm really going through something and I kind of turn it down and I'm like, I don't want to hear anything. And I just yeah. kind of focus on something else. And, you know, but something I mean, if I'm supposed to again, if I'm supposed to feel something like, you know, if I have a friend or someone going through something, I will feel them. I, it, it will come up. So, yeah, again, I think it's it's more like a dimmer switch. It's not so much like sure. an on and off switch. Sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, see, I've had experiences where, you know, I've, I've kind of let my guard down or dimmed it, you know, kind of let my guard down a little bit, sitting, you know, sitting in a haunted opera house, going to po- go, go, going over the post information with the client, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I feel something go through me. And I'm thinking, well, that's going to wipe me out. Yeah. You know, and that is, that's the other thing that happens. I don't know if it early on it, it happened with you, but I would have these encounters and I'd be down for two or three days afterwards. I was so exhausted. Yeah. Spiritual work is exhausting, you know,
1: it is draining. It's a, it's something that, you know, I I really firmly believe that people like us that do spiritual work, if we don't do stuff to ground ourselves and to Mm -hmm. cleanse and to protect and, you know, to do all, I mean, it it will wear us out. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people in the paranormal who don't take care of themselves. You know, they don't get a little me time. They don't get a little, decompressing they don't you know detox or whatever whatever it is they got to do whatever it is you got to do they don't do that and i've seen them like just leave the paranormal world because they get so unbelievably worn out mm-hmm. you will burn yourself out if you don't take care of yourself
0: oh yeah absolutely absolutely um Mike, now next question i have is once you started realizing what was going on what's what what, what set you on the path to decide to use your abilities to help people um you know
1: I was I was working with my mom. We were actually helping people um people would call us and say you know our, our you know our uh, house is haunted uh our we 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 just bought a an office uh like an office complex and mm-hmm. it's really haunted and we need help. We would go in there and pray and cleanse. My mother was great at cleansing um delivering deliverance, delivering thing, you know, deliverance, like deliverance Mm -hmm. ministry. Um, She, she did, she did tons of that. And um, we were actually quite successful and it was great. And so I kind of realized, you know, I really want to keep helping people. And so now, you know, going through what I've been through and, and, you know, meeting so many other people, I just want to help in any way I can you know, even if I'm just part of a team and they're like, Marie, do you, do you feel something? And I'm like, yeah, I feel, that there's something in this corner or, you know, a lady died here or blah, blah, blah. Even if I can contribute just a little bit and bring a little clarity to the situation, then I feel like I've done something, you know, to kind of bridge that. Because that's what you, you know, that's what mediums, you and I, you know, people like us, that's what we do. We're trying to be the bridge between the living and the dead, you know, right. and, or the, you know, the, the, the living sort of physical world and the spiritual realm that you know that veil we're, we're supposed to be that bridge so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah if i can help even a little bit then i you know <laughs> feel like i'm bringing some kind of clarity i feel like i'm you know doing something
0: has there ever been a time and i, I know you, you talk about de- dealing with darker forces as a kid but as an adult now has there ever been a time that that, that you, you've run into anything that has really scared you yeah
1: um i had an apartment i'm living in los angeles at the moment and Mm -hmm. i had something going on in my first when i moved out here in 2011 Mm -hmm. i moved into an apartment again i was really wary because you know us sensitive types have to be you know really careful about where we move to and so I was really wary of um, sharing walls with people because I thought this never goes well. <laughs> so I was like, oh, God, I'm in for it. So anyway, I did that walkthrough with my um, my my old landlord where I was like, OK, look, um, can I just walk through on my own and just kind of, you know, just kind of look at everything? And, and I didn't tell her, but I was just like, looking and just kind of like, OK, is there any demons around? Like, what's going on? And I didn't feel too much. I felt it was pretty clean pretty you know benign i felt a little bit of stuff but nothing that was prominent so i was just like okay i think this is okay i can live here so i moved in and interestingly i was there god about two years two and a half years and not much happened i didn't really feel much of anything i felt a little bit of something here and there but again i think sometimes we pick up on passerby you know kind of energy kind of stuff that's just coming and going right so, uh, you know, cause you got to realize the people that you're sharing walls with, they're bringing stuff home with them. They're not cleansing themselves. They're not cleansing their apartment. And so here you are, you know, possibly picking up on their stuff, you know? So anyway, I, I wasn't feeling too much. It was feeling pretty calm. I was in that apartment a lot. I was, uh, you know, just, you know, there all the time. And then the couple that lived across the way I had this African-American family that lived across the way from me and they were wonderful. They were very kind and sweet, lovely, wonderful family. I mean, they fought like cats and dogs, but I got along with them really, really well. They were just always really sweet, wonderful people. And they had really great energy. You know, their energy, despite the, the fact that they argue like cats and dogs, their energy was not bad. I did. I never got a bad feeling from them. I always got this really good sort of energy exchange from them. And I'm like, okay, these people are good. I like them, you know? And then this couple, they they moved out. And then this couple with a little kid and two dogs moved in after them. And I'm not kidding you. The energy from these people was hideous. It was so bad. They were just, something was on them. And it was just kind of oozing off of them. And I'm just like, oh, God. And I just could not stand to be around them. And they weren't very friendly either. You know, they were very kind of like they kept to themselves and, I don't know they just didn't seem very nice and they weren't very nice and i noticed as soon as they moved in the whole energy in my apartment now that i'm cleansing and protecting i'm trying to do all this the energy completely changes and i'm just like what is happening and i noticed that i started because i had three dogs at that time that i walked at least four times a day and i noticed that every time i left my apartment i would come back and it felt like someone had been in my apartment. Really creepy energy. And I'm like, what is going on? Who has been in my apartment? So I started really locking my doors and making sure everything was nice and locked up tight. And I would come back and still feel like someone was standing right there. There was some kind of energy. Something was not, something was not right. Mm -hmm. And this continued and continued. And I kept feeling all kinds of yucky stuff. And then all of a sudden I started to feel like something was in my room, my bedroom. And it was in this one corner where I just constantly, like I was be watching TV and all of a sudden I just go, I would just kind of see this thing and I'd be like, what is it? And so strange. It literally, it looked like the girl from the ring. You know, that girl with the hair in her face. It looked like that. Yeah, exactly. Now I don't watch horror movies. I can't, I just, I'm not a fan. I just don't watch them. But I, I swear it looked just like her. And I kept seeing it. And it was so strange because I had three dogs and my other two dogs didn't even pay attention. But I had one dog who was deaf and he would constantly look at that same spot because I was trying to go, oh, no, 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 just my imagination. I'm not really seeing anything. And sure enough, but that one deaf dog, his name was Winston. And Winston would just look at that one spot, and he would just like tilt his head like he was acknowledging something. And I'm like, crap, it's real. It's It's real. Because if he sees it, something's there. Sure. So I freaked out one night. And I just thought, okay, fine. If I'm a medium, because I hadn't really been doing a lot of medium work at that mm-hmm. time. So I decided if I'm a medium, I'm going to be able to talk to this thing. So I sat down, and I started to... try to talk to this thing. And I got just very strange energy. What this thing was telling me now you got to realize if someone in life is mentally, um, uh, inept, you know, they're not mentally able to communicate for whatever reason. They're like that in death. A lot of times, not all the time, but I think a lot of times, because I've talked to people who were in like mental institutions, they had lobotomies, they couldn't communicate. They were nonverbal. Well, this entity who is now in my apartment full time and watching me constantly, because I guess it would just, I, I either reminded it of someone or it, it felt safe with me. I don't know. But this entity just was trying to get out the word. She was trying to tell me that she had been in a mental institution, she had been abandoned, and I had a feeling that she was connected to the woman that had just moved in across the way. And she was like a great aunt or something, you know what I mean? So I was getting this picture, getting clearer image of the thing. And she was scared. And I I told her, I said, look, I, I, I get it. You're scared, but you just can't stay here. Okay. Please go somewhere else. You can't stay here. And so I remember about a couple, I think I get like maybe like a week or so later, all of a sudden I'm sitting on the bed and I don't have the TV on. There's one light on. And all of a sudden I see the shadow that just kind of forms wispy shadow. And I can only see about this much of it, but then it just kind of glided across the room and then it just dissipated. And I was like, ah, you know, and I grabbed my dogs and I took off and went for like the longest walk of my life. And it was mm-hmm. freezing and I didn't know what to do. So I came back up and I just kind of cleansed the space and, you know, try to clean it out. And, I used a lot of Rue water, R-U-E, Rue. I mm-hmm. used a lot of Rue water and that helped a lot. I used to mop the floors and you know wash the walls and it, it helped a lot. But this entity was very determined to just stay in my apartment. So one night, about maybe a month or so later, I had a friend named Joe and Joe was a bit transient and he needed a place to crash for a bit. So he's like, hey, can I just come sleep on your couch for a bit? And I said, yeah, sure. Come on in. So, uh, he fell asleep on my couch and I, I was telling him that he was exhausted. I said, look, I'm going to be down the hallway. If you need anything, call me, you know, call for me. I'll, I'll be right down the hallway. Okay. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I get him a blanket and pillow and he's sleeping on the couch and he starts to fall asleep. I know I, I get in my room and I've, I've had the covers up, up to my chin. No, no, no more than up, like a couple of minutes and all of a sudden i hear marie 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 just screaming blood curdling screaming i'm like oh my god so i run out there and he's got his hand on his throat and he's choking and i said what happened what happened and he said i was attacked i was attacked and i said what who and i looked at my door i got three locks on that door no one's getting in there the the doors the windows are locked everything's locked up tight so i'm thinking a person and he's like no no something attacked me and i said what happened and i'm not even thinking ghosts at this point but he goes i was laying down he says as soon as you left the energy of the room changed <clears throat> and he says all of a sudden i open my eyes and he goes you know that girl from the ring and i said yeah and he goes she was floating above me <laughs> and i was like oh god because i didn't tell him about what i saw <laughs> so he saw it too and i was like oh crap it's real it's true and he said she was floating above me, and he said, as soon as I looked up, I saw her. And he said he got a feeling like she was wondering what he was doing there. She was curious about him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get a good feeling. And he says he told her, I'm not here to hurt Marie. I'm not here to hurt her. And as soon as he said that, he said he felt hands around his throat, and he felt like a pressure on It's just like all the air was being sucked out of his lungs, and he was being strangled. And mm-hmm. he screamed for me with the last little bit of air that he had. In his lungs and he said as soon as he did she like turned around and flew out the window and um so yeah that's that's the like the latest thing that happened to me that was a few years ago wow and it was not a good entity for some reason it wasn't picking on me but it would pick on whoever came to my apartment so it was Mm -hmm. really weird but yeah i mean that scared me really bad because you know as a medium i'm doing everything i can to keep this thing at bay and it's right. determined to get in my apartment
0: and stay there
1: and just stare at me all night you know so yeah mm-hmm. that's
0: that's creepy very creepy I have, a, I have a question in the chat room what is rue water rue water rue
1: is an herb and and also um the spanish word for it is ruda so it's r-u-d-a okay um and rue water you can find um you can find it in botanicas you can just type it in rue water uh you find a lot of it on etsy there's a lot of witches on etsy that make it um you can bathe in it there's rue there's bars of soap there's rue wash that you can wash yourself with you can you can find it just about anywhere so you can find it botanicas online and you know on the street you know just wherever but you can find rue water just about anywhere i get it at um in in California, you know um, the the supermarket Viarta. I get it there, you know, and so you can actually get more probably more potent forms of it in botanicas. Uh, but I mean, Etsy is actually a great place to get spiritual stuff. But mm-hmm. it's really great stuff to to bathe with. Super powerful. I mean, I could. I mean, my whole apartment at that time of that creepy entity. It was so heavy and so thick. And just mopping the floors with this Rue water for like a week, it would just lift. And it was like the sun came out and I could feel like peace and quiet and I could sleep. And, you know, I mean, it was, it was very powerful stuff. I recommend it.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about your book before we go here. Tell me about your book. Okay. So my book is called right now it's called the
1: Boogeyman Chronicles. And the problem is the issue is I, that's what I was telling you before the interview Um, My book is actually being kind of tweaked a little bit. It's kind of being revised and it's going to be released through another publishing platform. So right now it's not available. (laughs) So I'm really sorry about that. But, um, but I have a podcast right now. Things got off because 2022, not much happened. It was kind of a crazy year for everybody. And it was, was for me too. Um, A lot of not so great things happened in 2022. So uh, in 2023, things are going to be um, completely revised and re re released and stuff like that. So uh, I I actually have um, a podcast called The Boogeyman Chronicles on YouTube. Um, I'm going to be starting on um, on on Streamyard again. I've got I'm, I'm getting a lineup of guests and I'm going to be starting to uh, interview people again. So yeah, things are going to be by June of this year. Things are, I'm going to have a webs- website and You know the book is going to be re-released and stuff like that. So I'm sorry I don't have anything for you know to offer people, but um, but just stay tuned. You know if you want to if you want to you know follow the podcast, follow my podcast, then um, you know it'll it'll have updates on there.
0: That's okay though. What do you have any um, thing to impart to people that might be going through you know similar stuff that you went through? Yes. um, Try not to
1: fear. And I know that's really hard when, you know, demons are coming at you, <laughs> you know, um, they're like, oh, don't fear. Great. Yeah, thanks. Um, try to uh, get professional help. Really, you know, really um, well-recommended uh, ghost hunters, mediums, you know, people that have really helped a lot of people, uh, A priest, even, you know, people like priests that work in, you um, the paranormal field, you know what I mean? Um, you know, get on the internet, start talking to people. And I know, you know, a lot of people and you do a lot of work. So, you know, wherever they're at, I'm sure, you know, someone that could help them say if they're in Pennsylvania or something like that, you know, of someone that could probably help them, but you know what I mean? Like, I, right. I, I, I don't want people to just find just anybody find mm-hmm. someone who is really, uh, well-recommended because sometimes that person can kind of mess things up if they're not, uh aligned you know spiritually they can kind of almost bring more bad on you so um and and i wonder you know again reiterate that people need to cleanse more see what works for you some people it's sage some people it's rue water some people it's a combination of things holy water full water whatever it is black salt you know whatever it is please find that thing that works for you And don't forget to cleanse and protect every, you know, your home, your clothes, your body, your car, anything, everything, you know, your animals, you know, sage your animals, you know, your family members, even if they don't really believe in that, you know, still, you know, try to sneak it in there. But, you know, uh, please don't ever um, not realize that that is like, that is really super important to, uh, to cleanse and, you know, to take protective measures because, just because you can't see it doesn't mean there's not something hanging around or something that could follow you. You know what I mean? Things can attach themselves and not all the time. I don't want to scare people, you know,
0: but just be careful. Absolutely. I want to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it. It was fun talking to you. Thank you. Yeah. It was honors. It was fun talking to you
1: too. I appreciate it. I like talking with like-minded people.
0: Yeah, I do too. I do too. Uh, I'd like to get you on later on, you know, when, when things start rolling for you, we'll get you back on here. Yeah, absolutely. I'll let you know. All right. Uh, can you give uh, the link to your website? I uh, not know your website, but to uh, your YouTube? The YouTube is uh,
1: the Boogeyman Chronicles. Mm-hmm. And also, if you have a story to share, uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, I would love to hear your story, um, stories. And um, you can contact me at Boogeyman at Outlook.com.
0: All right. Fair enough. Thank you so much and have a good rest of your evening. You too. Thank yeah, we'll you. And will be in touch. Thank you. Okay. I hit the right button. There we go. I hate buttons. All right. That was fantastic. It's fun to talk to somebody that went through stuff similar that I went through as a kid. In fact, I've got a thing going on, on TikTok right now called Growing Up Psychic where I talk about some of my experiences You know, and what I went through in my family you know, not quite believing me, they thought I had this huge, this huge, huge imagination. That really wasn't imagination. Tomorrow evening, I will not be here because it's a pre-recorded show. And, uh, and like I said, I told you guys on the offset when I went on vacation, we were going to have some pre-recorded shows mixed in with with these regular live shows. And and I'm, I'm caught up, so it's, it's going to be kind of nice. We're, we're back on a regular schedule now with guests and everything. Um, Chris um, Albeck will be with us, and Chris Albeck has spent the majority of his life collecting stories about UFOs, but not just any stories. You know, a lot of the stories you get start pretty much at Roswell, and then it builds up from Roswell. Well, he's collected stuff beyond Roswell, all the way back to the 1800s. He's got He's got UFO sighting stories. And, man, he, he just had some incredible information when I interviewed him. So I hope you guys tune in tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, to watch that. That will be over on our YouTube channel, I have it posted over on Facebook as well for you guys to check out, you know, so you can go over there. But uh, he was a very interesting guest. I I, I think you guys will like him, really like him. Okay, that being said, here we go. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. And again, uh, check out YouTube, you know, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash ampersand. California Haunts Radio. We have 520 videos sitting over there. And I think you guys will find something that you like. I want to thank you all for coming tonight. I really appreciate it. And I will be on chat tomorrow. Even though I won't be like live, I will be on chat tomorrow to talk to you guys about about Chris Albeck. And I, like I said, do check that show out. It should, it should be a really, really interesting show. Because he really goes into the history you know, if people seeing these things, even with the Great Pyramids, he's got reports from the Great Pyramids of people seeing UFOs and stuff. So uh, it's going to be an interesting night tomorrow. Okay, guys, I will see you tomorrow on, on chat. Uh, have a good night.